This Day in Crime is released every day, Monday through Saturday. For ad-free listening and exclusive bonus content, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. Let's start the show. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Todd McComas, and I have COVID, so F me. Here's the story. Saturday, I took my wife to watch my beloved Colts play the Houston Texans. First game we've got to see all year, by the way. Biggest game of the year for us. And if you follow football, then I'm sure you saw that we lost in heartbreaking fashion. But what you didn't see was my wife and I scurrying from the stadium early in the fourth quarter because apparently COVID penetrated my offensive line, knocked me on my ass, and did a celebratory dance on my head. So I apologize if I sound a bit off today, but hey, crime didn't take the day off, so neither am I. So let's get you caught up on what crime happened over the weekend and what all it has in store for us today. A judge faces her attacker, a headless inquisition, a kidnapper gets napped, the real life naughty list, the worst New Year's resolution of all time, and a hilarious view of murder. All coming up on this day in crime. If you have social media, and if you're listening to this show, I'm quite certain you do, you saw the dude in Las Vegas who vaulted over the defense table, leaped over the judge's bench like Wolverine, and attacked the female judge who presided over his case. Well, he's scheduled back in court for sentencing today. Not for attacking the judge, but for his original charges that prompted his attack. Here's the details. On January 3rd, Judge Mary Kay Holfus was in the process of sentencing Deobra Redden for attempted battery with substantial harm. And as Redden realized the judge, because of his violent record, was not going to be lenient with his sentence, he decided to commit actual battery on the judge. And even though the court-martial or bailiff and other court staff jumped in to subdue Redden, the real hero of this story, in my opinion, was the judge's clerk, Michael Lasso. And listen, the phrase is true. You cannot judge a book by its cover because this guy does not look like he can fight. But as soon as he saw this maniac leap toward his judge, he opened a whole can of whoop-ass. He pulled Redden off the judge, and when other staff joined in, this mild-mannered clerk unloaded a flurry of ride hands on the defendant's melon that were worthy of any UFC highlight reel. I'm proud of you, Michael Lasso, and I'm sure Judge Holthus is as well. I'm not sure we can do it because of licensing rights, but I would love to play the theme song from The Bodyguard right now. Let's go to Arvin, California, where investigators have been baffled for nearly 13 years over a gruesome discovery made at a local vineyard. On March 29, 2011, a person in the vineyard found the lifeless body of a woman. Authorities immediately determined that before being dumped at the vineyard, the unidentified woman's head and both thumbs had been removed 
and that her body had been completely drained of its blood. Which sounds like the opening scene of a Bram Stoker's novel. He wrote a lot of vampire books. Attempts to identify the woman through fingerprints and missing persons records were unsuccessful. So naturally, this homicide investigation grew cold. It's hard to solve a murder when you don't know who the victim is. But in 2020, investigators partnered with the DNA Doe Network, which used genetic genealogy to begin building the victim's family tree. This investigation was particularly tough for them because the victim was of Ashkenazi Jewish ancestry, which I guess is especially difficult to unravel. But eventually, they secured help from an expert in Jewish records and genealogy, and boom, they found a match. Science is good. The victim has been identified as 64-year-old Ada Beth Kaplan of Canyon Country, California. And after interviewing her family, investigators discovered Ada had never been reported missing. Police have zero information as to a suspect right now, but we'll keep you updated on the case. You can run, but you can't hide. Actually, you can hide. If you're physically able, running and hiding are both pretty easy to do. So I think what they meant to say is, you can't hide forever. And that was certainly the case for one Pennsylvania fugitive. 35-year-old Michael Burham escaped the Erie County Jail while being held as a suspect in a murder investigation in New York State. After his escape, Burham kidnapped an elderly couple near the jail and drove them to South Carolina. Burham, a self-proclaimed survivalist with military training, was captured nine days later after police responded to a barking dog complaint. So suffice it to say, he's no Bear Grylls. He was sentenced Friday afternoon to 25 to 50 plus years after pleading guilty to all charges related to the escape and kidnapping and he remains a suspect in the ongoing investigation into the murder of 34-year-old Kayla Hodgkin in Jamestown, New York. So let's hope Pennsylvania can manage to keep him locked up long enough to get that case resolved. Boy, this Epstein list has caused a bit of drama, eh? The latest files were unsealed Friday, and so far, bloodthirsty social media sickle fans have been sadly disappointed. I can't imagine that anyone listening doesn't know what I'm referring to, but in the spirit of thoroughness, Jeffrey Epstein was a billionaire who was arrested in 2019 for sex trafficking and died of his own hand in jail before he could be tried. Or, depending on which t-shirt you prefer, he was cleverly murdered at the direction of the powerful elite. Either way, the world has been waiting on these documents from his investigation to be unsealed so we can see what other billionaires and celebrities Alex Jones was right about. But so far, nada. These records are all related to a defamation lawsuit that one of Epstein's victims, Virginia Jufre, filed in 2015 against the millionaire's girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, who was accused by multiple women of helping Epstein recruit underage victims. That suit was settled in 2017, and Maxwell was later prosecuted and is currently serving a 20-year sentence. But despite some interesting names being mentioned, like Harvey Weinstein, Kevin Spacey, David Copperfield, Prince Andrew, and former presidents Bill Clinton and Donald Trump, there were no big surprises and no new revelations. Of those mentioned, Prince Andrew is really the only one accused of criminal wrongdoing in the documents, but he's already settled a civil lawsuit with that accuser. So as of now, it's unclear if the unsealing of these records will result in criminal or even just public indictment of anyone new. But what is clear 
As evidenced by the feud between Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers and late-night host Jimmy Kimmel, this is going to be a trending topic and source of internet drama for weeks to come. So keep your popcorn ready. If you're a Tenderfoot Plus subscriber, keep enjoying your ad-free experience. For everyone else, we'll be right back after this break. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. Okay. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, where police have charged an elderly man with murdering his wife on New Year's Day with a hammer, an incident that I've described as the worst New Year's resolution of all time. 70-year-old Joseph Glenn was arrested Saturday for the murder of his wife, 76-year-old Jackie Glenn, who was reported missing on Friday. He confessed to hitting her in the head with a hammer and then driving her body to a property she owned in a neighboring county and burying her there. Investigators were initially led to the property by Jackie's son. 
he reported seeing a large hole that had been excavated on the property weeks before that had now been filled. When authorities dug the hole, they discovered that Joseph had used a vehicle luggage carrier as her coffin and then covered it with a pile of old roofing shingles. Yeah, this guy's a real piece of shit. Our hearts go out to Jackie and her entire family. And as for old Joe, let's hope the judge drops a big ass hammer on him. And finally, Gypsy Rose Blanchard went on a publicity tour after her release from prison. If you don't know, Gypsy Rose was paroled after serving eight years for the second degree murder of her mother, Claudine Dee Dee Blanchard. Gypsy's story was the subject of the popular documentary series, Mommy Dead and Dearest in 2017. Her case stands as the most notable example of Munchausen by proxy to date. Munchausen by proxy is a mental illness where a person, in this case, her mother, falsely acts as if their child or the person they're in charge of is gravely sick in order to garner attention for themselves. And many times the unneeded treatment for these fictitious ailments can be torturous and even life-threatening for its victims. While incarcerated, Gypsy has been an influential advocate for Munchausen by proxy victims, and she plans to continue to be so now that she's free. Her then-boyfriend and co-conspirator, Nicholas Godijan, was convicted of first-degree murder and, unlike Gypsy, is not eligible for parole. In an interview on Good Morning America, Gypsy was asked about Godijan, to which she replied, I'm sure we both have regrets. All I can say is, I did my time. He's doing his time for his part, and I wish him well in his journey. A clip from Gypsy's interview on The View went insanely viral when host Joy Behar forgot while Gypsy was in prison to begin with. I shit you not. During the interview, Gypsy said, quote, if there is someone out there watching right now, please listen to me. Heed my words that you are not alone in this situation. There are other ways out. I did it the wrong way, unquote. To which Behar replied, quote, no, no, honey, don't say that. You had no choice, really, unquote. And after Gypsy said, quote, well, I did something wrong and I paid my dues for it, unquote, Joy was reminded that she had conspired to murder her mother. So the host added, oh, you mean that part? Yeah, never mind. And then if that wasn't enough, panelist Anna Navarro saved the day by not allowing Joy to just gloss over her mistake and instead burying her when she added, Murder is wrong, Joy. Now, I'm not necessarily a fan of that show, but I'm definitely a fan of that moment. So thank you, ladies. And that's all I have for today. So tune in tomorrow for more top crime stories with Laura Benson. Now I'm going to take a nap. This Day in Crime is a production of Tinderfoot TV in partnership with Odyssey, produced in association with Burning Mountain Productions. Sources for today's episode and full credits can be found in the show notes, and you can follow us on social media at This Day in Crime. We're back at it tomorrow. Thanks for listening.